You are listening to Overcomers Church International Podcast. Here at OCI, we are dedicated to our vision of building strong people and building strong churches. From wherever you are listening, we hope that this message leaves you equipped and encouraged. We're going to start out in Genesis 3.8, and it's just um, really where I've got my title of the message. It's called In the Cool of the Day, because we've been talking about uh, hearing the voice of God. How do you hear the voice of God? And all of us want to know that, right? We want to know, how, how do you know you're hearing God? How do you know that that's God speaking to you? Well, first off, I want to, I want to establish something. In Genesis 3.8, the first part of it says, and they, you're talking about Adam and Eve, Heard the voice of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. I want us to just look at that for a minute. We know that, uh, well, first off, think about God. Just, just think in the natural. He is the best father there ever was or ever will be. And he met with them, I believe, every single day, face to face. God himself, the creator of everything, met with Adam and Eve daily Walking with them, talking with them, you know, just just like a loving father would do. And I, the, we need to establish this in our lives that that God loves us more than we could ever know. He's got good things for us. He wants us to prosper. He wants us to know things. He doesn't want us to live in the dark. He wants to have that face to face relationship with you. You know, we may not be able to see him face to face, but man, our spirit man can. <laughs> our spirit man is looking right at him, and he's seeing God. And that's what we, we need to, to think about that and know that God loves us, and he wants to not only get things to us, but to have that relationship with us where we're actually talking with him daily. Daily, we're speaking to him. Daily, we're hearing him. And knowing his voice and not having to question, you know, is this God? Is this really you, God? We need to get to the place where we know it's God. Um, as I was looking at this scripture here, what I, what I noticed the most is that, you know, first off, God's heart. His, he's got a true father's heart. heart. But this, this happened after Adam and Eve fell. You know, after they sinned, God never, look, he, he, he knew they'd sinned. He still went down to talk to them, though, in the cool of the day. He still went down there to, to, to have a conversation with them. Even though they sinned, he didn't turn his back on them. He was ready for them. You know, all throughout man's history, we, we can see the love of God and how he's pursued us and how he's, he's, he's looked for us. You know, think of the prodigal son. God was out there looking for him, watching for him. He's never stopped doing that. And even when you look at Cain, you know, Cain was what? He murdered his brother. And God goes to talk to him and he says, where's your brother Abel? God knew what he did. He'd seen the whole thing. And, and what does Cain say? He says, am I my brother's keeper? And that, you know, most people just look right over that and think, wow, you know, he killed him. But that's not what I saw. I saw that Cain was very familiar with God or he would not have talked to God that way. 
I mean, I wouldn't. I mean, if God comes to me and says, where's your brother? I'd be telling him exactly where he was. I'd be on my face. I wouldn't be, wouldn't be smarting off to him like that because that's really what it was. It was a smart aleck response, wasn't it? Am I my brother's keeper? Why? Because God was pursuing man still. He was with them, communing with them daily. God loves us, and we've got to know that. God loves us even when, we're, we, when we don't even know God, when we're in sin. He loves us. He wants that relationship. He wants to talk to us, and he wants us to know his voice. But, you know, the thing about it is that we're born-again believers. And as born-again believers, we have God in us. He is in our born-again spirit. He's not up in the heavens, you know. I mean, he is. But, I mean, we don't have to look up there to talk to God. All we got to do is just right there. He's right there with you. He's right there in you. And he's talking to you. He's talking to you every day. No matter what you're going through, no matter what you need, God is speaking into your life. And he wants you to know what's going on. And what, I think it's easier for me to... to to look at it through the eyes of, you know, spirit, soul, and body. We, we've been going over that a lot in our, our, some of our 201s and 301s. Or I think it was 301s maybe. Um, spirit, soul, and body. That means that we are a spirit. We have a soul. We live in a body. And our spirit, man, though, is one with God. And, and John, 1 John 4, 17, it says, Because as Jesus is, so are we in this world. That means, where are, we, where are we just like Jesus at? Is our soul and our, and our body just like Jesus? No, it's not. I mean, I, you know, I mean, if you've known me very long, you'll know that I am not just like Jesus in my, uh, I want to be in my soul and my body. I mean, I still make mistakes. I still do things wrong. But one place that I am just like Christ, and that is in my spirit, man. And the same goes with you if you know Jesus. That's the one place that you look just like him. Amen? And that you are communing, whether you know it or not, you're communing with God in your spirit daily. Your spirit man doesn't need to know the future, doesn't need to know anything. Because why? It's communing with God every day. It knows that God's imparting to your spirit man everything. The part of you that needs to know the will of God for your life or to hear his voice is where? It's not a trick question. Soul. It's your soul. Your soul is the part of us that needs to know the will of God. It's the part that was not reborn. We need to renew it. We need to retrain it. Re give it some new information. Be let it think like the spirit thinks. But that's the part of us that needs to hear the voice of God. It's not our spirit man. It's our soul man. You know, in John uh, chapter 10, it talks about the sheep, right? The sheep know, they hear, and they know the voice of God. Amen? So the part of us that hears and knows the voice of God is our spirit. Hallelujah. And that's, you know, we've got to understand that that. That's, we, we know in our spirit, man, we know the will of God in every situation. So if you need an answer, you don't need to look up there and, and pray for God to speak to out of heaven. You just need to look, get your, get your soul, man, concentrating on what's going on in your spirit. You know, just take some time to focus in 
into inside. It's, I know it's kind of hard to understand, but just focus inside because your spirit man is inside of you. And if you take the time to focus in, then you can actually hear the voice of God. It's like uh, tuning in on a radio. You know, you got to focus or tune that, that channel in really tight and you can get it. Hallelujah. You know, that Psalms 46.10 says, Be still and know that I am God. And 1 Kings 19.12 says, The voice of God was not a mighty wind, wasn't an earthquake, wasn't a fire, but a still small voice. There's two things there. First thing, be still. Get your soul still. Listen to what's going on in the spirit. The spirit man knows the voice of God. It knows what God is, what God is saying. It knows what you need to know. It knows what you need to know about your family. It, your spirit man knows what you need to, to know about your job. God, what, what do I need to do with my finances? God, what do I need to do about my house? Do it, should I sell it this time of year? Or, you know, should I add on? What, what should I do, God? Just simple things. What should I do about my children? They're not behaving right. You know, what, what should I do? Well, God will speak to you, and he's not going to make you wait for an answer. He's going to give it to you. But it's us just focusing in and listening for that still, small voice that's inside of each one of us. Every one of us have that still, small voice. And the problem is, is that our soul is having a hard time hearing that still, small voice. Because why? What, what is so hard for your soul to hear? Why is it so hard for it to hear what's in, in your spirit, man? It's busy. You're right. It's always busy. There's always something going on. There's always um, voices talking, whether it be your doctor talking, your job talking, your, you know, your checkbook talking, you know, whatever it is, it's always voices that are telling you something and they're loud and, and your soul communicates how with your, with your physical senses. So it's hearing the physical senses more than anything. And you, in John 4, 24, it says, God is spirit, and those who worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Well, that just tells you this, that you are a spirit being, and God is going to communicate with your spirit. So if you want your soul to know what God is saying, you're going to have to communicate with your spirit. You're going to have to listen for that still, small voice in your spirit. And if you say, man, I just don't know if I can do that. Yes, you can. If you're a child of God, you can. It's just going to take some practice on your part. It's going to take some practice to listen and to, um, well, there's some simple, simple things that you can do. Um, let me see. I'm kind of going all over the place. I'm just trying to let the Lord lead me because this group's a little different from the first group. So I'm just trying to let God just tell me what y'all need to hear. But, you know, when you go to the word of God, we know the word of God is important to hear the voice of God. Because when you, Jesus is the word of God. And he's only going to tell you what God says. Isn't that what Jesus said when he walked the earth? He says, I just tell you and do what, whatever I see the Father do. So he's going to, he, if you look to the word of God, that's the first place you need to go. And you need to start putting that word in you. You need to start learning what God is saying about whatever situation it is you're going through, whatever you're needing in your life. Begin to look into the word of God. And then the, the second thing is you need to, in the word of God, you're going to find out who you are in Christ. 
You're going to find out that you are seated in place of authority, that you've been given uh, authority over all the power of the enemy. I mean, that's the devil has no, no chance if you know who you are in Christ. You are in authority, not the enemy. And then when you know, number three, that what's available to you as a child of God, that, it, you know, if you're, if you're needing an answer for health, you need to know that God has brought healing to you. You need to know 1 Peter 2.24 that says, by the stripes of Jesus, you were healed. You need to know Galatians 3.13, that you were redeemed from the curse of the law, that Jesus was made a curse for you. You need to know scriptures that tell you what God's will is, because if you don't, you're going to hear other voices in the world telling you what they say is right. And we don't want to go there. We want to, we're children of God. We need to go to God. We need to find out what he has to say. I'm, I'm going to give you just a, some things that were, where God is really ministered to me and where I hear his voice. And it's not just restricted to the word of God. The Holy Spirit will use many avenues to talk to you and give you what God is saying. And it's just as you begin to delight yourself in the and it will become a lifestyle for you. And the first one, of course, I just said that is, is through the word of God, hearing the word of God, reading the word of God. That is huge in my life. If I, have not, if I had not studied the word of God, I would not know half of the things that God had for me. I would not have known that he wanted me to prosper and being, I would have just accepted, you know, just getting by and working hard. You know, that would be it. I wouldn't have known that he wanted me to go beyond that. And to, to really prosper to where I could help others. I thought getting by was it, you know. Just getting by was, you know, God, that's enough. But when I started looking into his word and I found that that's not what he wants for me. He wants me to be able to help other people. Do you know how a blessing that is when you, can, when you can reach into your pocketbook or whatever when somebody's in need and give them $100, $50? There was a time that I couldn't even give a person a dollar. But, you know, now I can do that. And you say, well, wh how? Well, I just, he's just overtaken me with his blessings because I've just believed him for it. That's what he does. He overtakes. He's a, he's a, a loving father who gives more. We talked about this this morning. And uh, I had been reading a book called Culture of Honor that Pastor had had me read. And it talked in there about um, how people relate to God based on how they grew up. And they, they would relate to God if you were poor. You would think of God in, in a, uh, a limited way. Because you, you couldn't see beyond what you experienced. And then they had the middle class. Middle class is, you know, you can believe a little bit more that God is a, you know, good God. and He wants to provide for you. But you, in middle class, you're thinking, I'm really going to have to strive for all these things. But then if you think of yourself as having a, a wealthy dad, if you grew up being like, okay, let's, Trump, Donald Trump's kids. <laughs> I mean, if you were Donald Trump's kids, what, what would you do? You would, you would, you'd be running businesses. You'd be having whatever you wanted. Well, our, our father, our true father, has got a whole lot more than Donald Trump. But if you look at your daddy and say, 
uh, God, Daddy, I know my earthly daddy. He's, he's so wealthy. He, he'll give me anything. And my birthday, he gave me a, a brand spanking new, I don't know, Lincoln car or whatever, whatever your dream is for a car. <laughs> I mean, you just don't put any limits on them. You're like, that's nothing. That's not hard for my daddy. No, he'll get that for me. Yeah, no, no big deal. He's going to get me a, a vacation home. He's going to give me that one he doesn't want over there in, in Maui or wherever, you know. <laughs> I can't think big. But when, you're, when you've got a dad that is really wealthy, you're going to think big and you're going to receive big from him. And we've got to get to where we think that because God is not just wanting you to hear him. He's wanting to get things to you so you can be a blessing to the world. And so his object is not just to, for you to hear a, a, a word from him, a temporary word that day. He's trying to get you to see bigger, bigger and better. So he may start out with you just learning, you know, just something simple from the Lord. But that's not where he wants you to stay. He wants to get more to you. So I have found that God has spoken to me in these ways. And I'm learning how to... to to go beyond that. I'm learning how to uh, try to look at my dad as a wealthy father and know that no matter what I go through, like Pastor Kent was talking about, hey, I don't care what's going on in this world, my daddy's going to take care of me. He's got it all. He's going to take care of me because I know him because he's done it already for me. But we look at it through the word. We, the second thing is, is through the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit has used my thoughts. He's used my imaginations. He's used my feelings, my impressions, my desires. As, they, as I have sought the Lord, God has used every one of those to get me answers that I've been looking for. Because I'm a practical person. I want to know the how-to of everything. God, how do I do this? How do I do this with my kids? How do, I, how do I get to this place, Father God, of prosperity? How do I get healing into my body when you say that I'm supposed to have it, God? You know, I want to know all the how-tos. And God is ready there with it. And he uses every single one of those to speak to me. It's not just just the word, he will use all those avenues. He uses other believers as they begin to, to talk the word or even just to, to pray with me or whatever. I hear God through other believers. I hear God through the voice of peace. God leads by peace. You know, like I, I was saying, you, peace is not the absence of fear. Fear, you know, when you do things for the Lord, when God calls you to step out, you're going to have some fear. I guarantee you, your flesh is going to, you know, rise up and, and have fear because, you know, he's going to ask you to do things that you don't think you can do. And you're right. You're not going to be able to do them without him. <laughs> but, I mean, even getting up here, I mean, some of, some of you I know would, would not like it at all if God called you up here. I didn't at first. But... I know that God um, is faithful, and no matter what he calls you to do, you're going to be able to do it. But he leads by peace. Peace is something different. It's something where you just know in your heart, you just, there's a settling. It doesn't mean that you don't have fear. It's just a settling of knowing the will of God and in, in, in which direction to take. Number five was dreams and visions, which I've only had uh, not as many as I'd like to have. Some of you give me, uh, tell me all your dreams. I'm like, wow, God, <laughs> that's good. I want, I want some more dreams like that. 
I have learned, though, I need to keep a pad next to the bed because, you know, I always say, I'm going to remember that in the morning. I wake up, and I'm like, I can't remember the dream. <laughs> so keep a, a pad and pencil there and write those down if you do get them. But also the Holy Spirit, just the Holy Spirit speaking to me. The, and he brings up remembrance of scriptures, of things that God has spoken in my life. And he helps me through really tough times and just to getting to know the direction of God. But as I was saying this morning, it's not just that. It was being baptized in the Holy Spirit that's really helped me to hear the voice of God clearly. That was the, the moment I got baptized in the Holy Spirit. If you don't know what that means, it means it's the second step. Of you get, to me, it's a no-brainer. But we get, we get Jesus Christ the moment we're born again. We get the Holy Spirit. We get all that when we get born again. But God says, do you want more? Do you want more? Because I've got more if you want it. I've got more that's going to cause you to be bolder. I've got more where I'm going to have my, my Holy Spirit be able to pray through you. And you won't know what you're saying, but I will hear it and it will be the perfect will of God. I've got more. I've got more to where you can lay hands on the sick and they'll recover because you're going to be so bold. You're not going to care what anybody else thinks. I've got more. I'm going to teach you the word of God. As you begin to study, I'm going to teach you more. I'm going to, I'm going to show you more. And this is what the baptism of the Holy Spirit does. If, you, if you're not sure about it, read the book of Acts. talks about it. It's not something that's in the past. I can tell you now, it happens today. It's happened to me. I was a little Baptist girl that told my girlfriend at 19, I'll go to your church if it's not a holy roller church because I ain't going there. I've, I've heard about you guys, you know, and what was it? It was a holy roller church she took me to. She didn't tell me it wasn't. But I walked in there. I heard somebody speaking in tongues. My heart started going, pounding and beating in my chest. And I was like, that's something I've never heard before. But you know what? The spirit inside of me said, that's God. So I stuck around until I got filled with the Holy Spirit. And it's changed my life forever. I don't want to go back. We tried to go back. One time, I don't know what in the world we were thinking. But we were like, okay. I, I don't know what happened. I can't even remember that. I just know my husband and I was just like, we're going back to something comfortable. Because I'm telling you when, you, get, when you get baptized in the Holy Spirit, it gets uncomfortable sometimes because God stretches you. And I don't know why I'm going this way, but somebody needs this. But I, it was stretching me, stretching my husband. We were seeing things that uh, there was some responsibility that, that God had for us. And sometimes you don't want all the responsibility that's, that's there. But we all say we do. We want to do the will of God. Oh, God, I'll just do whatever you tell me to do. And then when God gives you something that's a little difficult or a little out of your comfort zone, you're like, oh, maybe not. I'll go back to my, where I used to be. <laughs> and that's where we were. We were like, okay, God, I'll go back. I'm, we're going to go back to, to this Baptist church. And I'm not, you know, I grew up Baptist. So I think Baptists are wonderful. I would have never got born again if it hadn't been for, for Baptist church. But I went there and uh, we were sitting in there and we had learned some stuff. And one of the things we learned, we heard the voice of God and through the word of God, that sickness was from the devil and that God would not use sickness to teach us a lesson. He's a good God. He's not going to use something evil to teach us something. 
Why, why would he want to, to hook up with the devil to teach me something? Sounds stupid, doesn't it? But anyways, we were just sitting there in this church, and, and they started talking about uh, somebody that was sick and uh, the, how God was going to use this sickness to get somebody saved or born again or whatever. And, and I'm like, um, that, and actually, this happened at my, um, my, bro, uh, my niece's husband's funeral. He passed away from a brain tumor. And they said that God had put this brain tumor on him so that he could show people how strong he was as a Christian. And it, it hurt me so bad because I know my God. I've heard the voice of my father when I was sick. I heard the voice of him when he healed me. And I knew it wasn't the Lord. But anyways, to make a long story short, my husband and I looked at each other and said, we can't go back. We know too much. We've heard the voice of the Lord too many times through his word. We've heard the voice of the Lord too many times through, through the ministering. We've heard the voice of the Lord too many times through the Holy Spirit to go back and believe anything but that our God is a good God. And that he's got good things for us. I don't know why I went there, but praise God. Hallelujah. But praise the Lord. And I, I feel like I'm supposed to talk about this. I hadn't even got to, have I got to all of them? Yeah. Okay. So I can go ahead to do this. Um, many of you, like uh, Sister Katie said, um, put another cap on. You've heard this before, but put another cap on. Okay. Just listen to me. Um, there's some people in here that may be struggling with, with healing in your body. And you know, face it, when you get older, you get all kinds of symptoms, right? Amen. <laughs> I see some older people shaking their heads. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's symptoms all the time coming and you need to hear the voice of God when, it, when symptoms come on your body. And, you know, I know the, I know the scriptures enough because I have spoken them over my body many times when I have had serious things come up on, on me including tumors where um, my mom had had breast cancer. She had colon cancer. She died with colon cancer. And if I had known the things I know today, I would have never, ever did some of the things I did. Sometimes you get weary. You know, did you know that sickness makes you weary? It's, it's a hard thing. When you get sickness in your family... Everything revolves around that sickness, if you notice that. The whole family has to revolve around the sickness. And, you know, it gets so tiring and so weary. Well, that's where I had come with my mom. I mean, we, I, was, I knew the word, but I wasn't as strong as I wished I would have been. Because I watched my mom die from this horrible thing called cancer. It's evil. If you've ever had anybody die from it, you will know it is evil. It's just a horrible thing. And I wished that I would have just made them my mind up and said, I'm going to stand to the very last end. But instead, I got weary and I got tired. But praise God, God taught me some things through, through that. And I had learned that sickness does not come from the Lord. And God used the word of God to teach me. He, he used the word of God. I, I got this Charles Capps book and I began to read over my, 
myself when I had gotten tumors that came on me just like my mama. And the word of God came alive to me. And God spoke to me through his word and said, this is not from me. This is not for you. I have given you the victory. And it was something I had to put into me because um, there is, is, I believe there's three stages we go through in believing God for things. One of them is just a knowledge of the word where you know the, that God wants something for you. The next stage is getting in a revelation knowledge of the word where you're like, I know this, this word is true and it's for me and it's for me now. That's when you start, that's when faith starts to come right there at that point, your stage, if you want it to work. That faith is there, it's risen up, but if you don't put action to it, you're not going to see it happen. And so putting action to it gets you to the place of godly wisdom, because godly wisdom is when you apply the knowledge that you, the revelation knowledge that you have in the word. Well, when I had um, the tumors that had come up on me, um, the word of God, God was speaking to me through the word. He was telling me, this is not for you. And I want you to know, it, it happened three times in my life. The first time it happened, I can't tell you that, but said that I had a supernatural faith just came up on me. And within one week, Everything was normal and gone. And I was just like, oh, hallelujah. This is wonderful. This is how easy this is. Praise God. And, you know, that was, that was exciting for me. But then years later, as I was giving the testimony in church, all of a sudden, attack from the enemy, every symptom came on me at the, in the middle of my testimony. And I was like, no, I don't want to go through that again, you know, but I knew that I had a battle and the battle was I had to get the word in me and God was speaking to me immediately. He was telling me, listen, listen, that's not you. That's not for you. I heard the scriptures. I heard all the scriptures that God was giving me about the word as I'm giving my testimony and as I'm driving home and I'm like, oh, there it is. And I'm like, this time it was not you know, you have to, to realize this. When you are, are believing things for God, and I don't know why I'm going all this direction, but anyways, God does. Um, you, you have to go from knowledge to revelation knowledge to applied wisdom every single time something happens to you. You cannot use yesterday's revelations. They have to be fresh and new for you today if you want to get through stuff. And so um, when that happened to me, I knew God was my healer. I knew he had done it before, but that wasn't helping me at that moment. I needed it to be a fresh and a now thing. I needed to know that it was for me now. So God began to just put so many things in me. He, he began to, to show me how to use my imagination to see myself healthy, to see myself whole. Because God was talking to me. He's trying to get this healing to me. Because I'm like, I need you, God. I need this healing. I, well, it's already mine. I know that, God. Okay, how do I make it manifest in my body? And he's teaching me. Get the word in you. Get, you, get, you, get that faith rising up in you again. Get it to where you know that it's for you now. And then begin to imagine yourself. It's already done. It's already taken place. 
So I shut myself up in my room. I began to pray. I, I didn't watch TV. I didn't do anything because I knew that this was the same thing that come up on my mom. And it was not fun to watch what she went through. And I knew that this was something serious. So God was, was talking to me this whole time through this whole process. And I would speak the scriptures over my body. And God would remind me, you're healed. I've already, my word says you're already healed. You're already delivered. I'm saying, okay, God, show me how to get to there. I know the word. I was in the knowledge part. The revelation knowledge is what really changed me. And that's when I would imagine myself completely whole, completely well. And God used that. He used my imagination. He used um, so many things just to, to get his, what he was saying. Because he did not want me to go through that process of what my mom went through. He wanted to get what he'd already bought and paid for me to have. So I began to, um, like I said, shut myself up. I began to pray in the Holy Spirit. I talked about the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit was letting me know I'm going in the right direction. And I would be praying and I'd be saying, God, I'm so tired. I'm so weak of, of, of casting these thoughts out that aren't from you. How many of you have ever done that? All these negative thoughts that you know are not from God. And you're, you're hearing God's voice, but all these other voices are telling you something different. You know? I was tired. I was weary. <laughs> but I was like, I'm not giving up because God, it's happened before. I know your word is true. So what was the turning point for me? The turning point for me was when I said, God, one night I'm laying in bed and I'm like, God, I'm tired. I'm weary. I need your help. And the Lord said, do you believe my word is true? And I, I was like, I didn't answer it right away. I just said, let me think about it. <laughs> I thought about it. I thought, do I really believe that this word is 100% truth? Do I really believe what God is telling me? That he's speaking to me and telling me that he's already healed me? That, that Jesus already went to the cross for all these things? And if I simply believe that I can receive it? Do I really believe that? And... <laughs> I had to say this. Yeah. God, I, I, I believe your word over anything. Your word is, I know is true. If, if it's not, then my whole life has been nothing. <laughs> because I have, I have laid it down for you because I love you, God. And you, you've answered so many prayers in my life. Finances, you know, uh, homes, cars, children, uh, you know, family stuff, everything. He was answering me and I knew his word was truth. And so when I settled that in me, something happened. Something called peace came upon me. And the peace of God said, it's done. It's finished. It's a done deal. Because I got to the point where I was in the middle. I had the revelation knowledge, but I went the, the next step and said, I truly believe. And then what did I do? I started acting like I was healed. God told me, he said, don't you check, because that voice is going to tell you something different from what I've already told you. You just believe my word, and you just walk in it. And uh, 
you don't say, why isn't it already here, God, if you've healed me? I don't understand that. If, you, if you're to that place, you haven't got to the revelation knowledge yet. Revelation knowledge is when you're not doubting that it's for you and right now. Now, I'm not saying doubts won't come. The devil will try to throw them in there. But you're like, quick to get them out of there. No, <laughs> I'm not going that route. But I, I stood on that word. A joy came in my heart. God, God gives you joy when he speaks to you. And, and when you know that you're hearing his voice. I, I began to get joy. and Like, yeah, God, I know. I know that. That I've heard you. I know that your word is truth. And oh, the, the, I just started delighting in him. And uh, well, it was, the Lord told me two weeks later, he said, it's okay to check. Because I got, I, my husband told me, go ahead and go to the, go the doctor. You need to go to the doctor. I'm like, I don't need to go to the doctor. But I'll go to the doctor for you. <laughs> because I was just, I was at that place. I know, I know God's taking care of this. I know it's done. But I, I did it for him, and they couldn't get me in for a month out, which I was grateful for because my faith had time to work. And within two weeks, though, I, I checked, and there was nothing there. By the time I went into the doctor, they couldn't find nothing. And it was, you know, I'm just, this is why it's important to hear the voice of God. This is why it's important to know what his word says about certain things in your life. This is why it's important for you to know uh, that God wants to prosper you, that he wants you healthy and whole. Because if you don't know those things, how can you believe for those things that you don't know? You know, God is wanting to get the best things to us. He doesn't want to just throw us a bone. He wants to give us everything that Christ has given us. And he's going to speak to you all these different ways. He's going to use it. This morning I used uh, another example of us trying to find land. And God using a, a movie called Babe the Pig, you know, to, <laughs> to get me to believe for over 100 acres. And I started using my imagination. And, and, and you know, we couldn't afford 100 acres. We couldn't. Five was about, you know, was stretching it for us. But God got us 149 acres because he put the desires in my heart. And we began to imagine it. We began to believe it. We began, because God's, what God has for you is so much bigger than what you, you can imagine. It's so much bigger. And in this day that we're in, what God is calling us to, we need to be able to think bigger. The time of small thinking is over. God wants us to think big. And he's speaking to all of us. On, on, some of us have settled in our lives for things like jobs and, and things uh, like thinking that we'll never get a, the home that we want. Or we'll never, you know, look at the, the world, Lord. What's the use? Why do I even need to go on? No. We serve a mighty God who's the, a great father who's got everything in store for his children that is good. And he wants you to know that. He wants you to know his voice. He wants you to know what he's trying to get to you. He wants the world to be jealous of us. Think about that. He wants the world to look at us and say, man, whatever they got, I want. I got Jesus. If you want what I got, you got to get Jesus. And he will take care of you, like Pastor Kent said. He will show you what you need and give it to you. He'll begin to start your dreaming out, whatever you can believe for. But then he'll, he'll get you to where your desires are not, you're, you're desiring bigger. 
you know, the scripture that, um, where is that one at? It's in, um, Psalms 37, 4, delight thyself in the Lord and he shall give thee the desires of your heart. When you're delighting in the Lord, God will give you desires that he has for you. He will place them in your heart and you will go after them. That's what, what I did many times with land, with this building that you're in. <laughs> Ron and I had a desire. We knew that God had wanted us to, to get out there and find a building for, this for our church. And he began to place desires in us, and we went out looking everywhere. And God, thank God that he, he stopped us from doing a lot of uh, taking some bad steps. But like I said this morning, God can't steer a parked car. So we, we had to be doing something. God, when God gives you a vision, you start going toward it. You start moving toward it. You start taking steps. And if you're delighting yourself in the Lord, he's going to make sure that if it's not the right thing, he's going to stop you. We almost bought some land in Park Hills that was, we didn't realize it, but it was nothing but chat. <laughs> and we would have had to drill like several hundred feet to get the bedrock to even make our, the building. Um, and it was the good city that was going to sell it to us. <laughs> so praise God. God stopped us. But, you know, the thing is, is that we weren't really worried. We were like, God, we know you're leading us. We know that, you know, whatever step we take, that our hearts are right with you. And you're going to lead us and you're going to guide us. Because our desires are to, to do your will. And so we took that step and, and that one fell through and some other things fell through. But praise God, we come over to this building and this building, um, we look, took one look at it and I'm like, this was really ugly. You had to see it at the beginning. <laughs> it was bad. Um, uh, well, I probably shouldn't say that too bad because, I mean, another church, this used to be a bar, in case y'all didn't know. Most of y'all know it was just be a bar, and it was a, a bad bar. <laughs> Is there any good <laughs> I don't know. Um, but it, it was a bar, and most people, you know, that have ever come to our church here, they said, man, this looks different. I remember the days when we, you know, <laughs> when they rolled down the hill drunk. <laughs> um, but there had been another church that had actually bought it before us, and they had put some hard uh, sweat and tears into this. But it was not my vision, okay? My vision, God was giving me a vision of a church that was going to be really nice looking. It was going to have lots of pretty things in it, and... Um, I'm like, this is not my vision. And I marked it off. Says, this is not it, Ron. Let's go. <laughs> and so we go home. And But you know what? God leads you. Even when you're, God, that's not it. Wrong. You know, but God is saying, nope, think about that. So he put it back into our hearts, the desire. He said, you need to go back and look at it again. We went back and looked at it again. And we saw a few things that, man, maybe, maybe, yeah, yeah. And then the third time, we went back, and then vision. Vision. God started giving us vision. He started giving us an imagination. We started to see things. We started to see this wall here that's up. We started to see that wall, because there used to be a stage over there and a stage over here. Uh, it took us forever to get that stage out. That was a 
staged from hell, I'm telling you. It really was. It, has, it had nails in it like you would not believe. Uh, but we, I mean, we've started to see things. We started to see the vision that God had. And God began to lead us that way through, through the desires, through the visions, through our imagination. And, and we began to see, see it. And then we, we decided to go ahead and make the offer. And we did, of course. You know, there's not a whole lot of people looking for churches. <laughs> so we were able to get it. But what I'm saying is that, is that God leads you. He, he wants you to make the right choices. We couldn't see all of his vision. We could see the end that we wanted something nice, but we couldn't see how to get there. But you know what? As long as we were moving, God was able to steer us, and, and, and we got what we, we needed. And praise God, it's paid for. Isn't that awesome? Hallelujah. Praise God. But I'm, I'm, I guess I'm trying to get to you that, that God is going to speak to you through the word of God. He's going to give you scriptures. Let me give you just one quick example. Second uh, uh, Timothy 1, 7, what does it say? Oh, you got it. You got it. God has not given you a spirit of fear, but a power of love and a sound mind. That scripture became alive to me at a young age when I had a vision. God had given me a vision of teaching. And I had a spirit of fear to where I could not get in front of nobody to do anything. This is what I would be doing right now if I would have been in that time. And my knees would have been shaking. I'm not kidding you. My, my, I, I used to have to do, when I did things for, in school, I had to stretch my paper so tight, hoping that it would not shake. Some of us know, because some of us have been in those places where we're really afraid. But God had to give me a vision to see that I, he wanted me to be a teacher. Well, how was I going to get there? I couldn't see that. All I could see was that I had all these issues. But I had a desire, a strong desire. And that scripture broke it for me because I saw it and it said, God didn't give me that spirit of fear. If God didn't give it to me, who gave it to me? The enemy. And it set me on a course of finding out, just letting God steer me. Because, buddy, he stretched me and I had to do things afraid. I had to do things when I didn't want to do them. Brooke, you know what it's like getting up here. God stretching you saying, you know, I want you to sing in front of everybody when you're like, no, you know, but that's what God does. He begins to put desires in you and it begins to move you. You get to the place where you're actually moving. Your faith is moving you. You're working your faith. God, I believe that's what you want for me. And you begin to move and you're hearing God's voice and he's directing you. And, and in your life just explodes and it changes because why? God changes it because you're having faith in him. You're trusting him and you're moving along and God is answering prayer like you never, never would have imagined. Your life is changing. It's forever changed. You become bold for the Lord. You become, I don't care if I look like a fool in front of people anymore. If I can glorify my Lord, you know, I'm, I just want to give him glory. God is so good. There's so many things I could just tell you how to, I, I don't know if I gave it all. There's one thing I did want to talk about, though, um, if I can find it in my notes. When you, there is a time when I would say to you that it's not the Lord speaking to you. Um. Because these are, these are things when, that I have learned the hard way. When you're offended, it's really hard to hear the voice of the Lord. 
You deal with that offense first, and then you can hear the voice of the Lord. You will make a lot of bad decisions and choices thinking you're hearing from God when you're offended. I would say don't make a move. Don't think you're hearing from the Lord until you deal with that offense. I would say this too. Don't, you know, when you're tired and exhausted, it's very hard to hear from, God, from the Lord. You know how many times we've quit this church as being pastors? <laughs> My husband, because we were tired and exhausted. But praise God, we went to sleep that night, <laughs> woke up the next day, and we're like, oh, we can do this. <laughs> You know, but don't make decisions when you're tired and exhausted. Don't think you're hearing from the Lord when you're tired and exhausted. Wait till you are refreshed. If you're tired and exhausted right now and you need to hear the voice of the Lord, get refreshed first. Get refreshed. All right. Um, don't make a move or don't think you're hearing from the Lord when you feel rushed. You know, I hear a lot of people, I've got to make a decision now. I've got to make a decision now. And... I'm telling you, most of the time, that's not God. He's not going to make you or have you make a decision when you feel rushed. you got to feel at peace about it. you got to know it's, it's the direction of God. You can't feel pushed into it. Don't, don't do that. That's not going to be the voice of the Lord. Um, momentary desires are really, it's, it's difficult to hear the Lord during those. Because what happens? All the senses start working. You walk on a parking lot and you see this truck that you really want. <laughs> and, you, and you start to look at it. And, of course, the salesman comes up and he starts talking to you about it. And you're just like, man, I really, yeah, I really deserve this. God, you know I deserve this truck. This is the gr greatest truck ever, you know. And you've got this momentary desire for this. And, I mean, it, it may, may be that you need a truck. Maybe you want one. Like my husband, he, he walked on to a parking lot and... He wanted a truck. I'm like, Ron, we don't need this truck. We've got a nice truck. We don't need a payment. I'm not in agreement with this one. And what did he do? He bought the truck. Because <laughs> he went on there and he saw it. And he's like, ah, I like this. I love it. And he hated it. <laughs> he got it home. He hated it because it did not shift out right. He lost three, 4000 when he traded it in and got me another van. <laughs> Uh, we'll learn that one the hard way. Momentary desires. Go home and pray about it. Don't do something and think you're hearing the voice of the Lord until you pray about it. If you go home and pray about it and you, and you change your mind, then it wasn't God. But if you still feel that way, then go ahead and take a step. Okay? Hallelujah. If God is changing your life through this ministry, join us in reaching others by partnering with us today. If you would like to give, or would like more information on how we are making a difference, visit overcomerschurchinternational.com.